Welcome to the show. This is TJ. Hi, it's Michael. Michael, are you a power bottom? I like to be tied up. I like to be handcuffed. <laughs> You're an idiot. Let's go to a commercial, Michael. They're not commercials. <laughs> Michael. Welcome to Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. I just don't like her. Your hosts, CJ and Michael Burlow. Wait, why can't I say that? It's a lot bigger in person. Stop it. Check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Screaming. By searching the Quirinstein Bears, the podcast. You really don't understand. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> And now, here are your hosts, CJ and Michael. Greetings, Earthlings. We come in peace. Do you come in peace? I come, I mean, most days. I mean, <laughs> I guess that's how that works. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Tuesday. It's another fun-filled episode of this show. You're here. You love it. You want it. You crave it. You're listening to us. I don't know why, but you're here <laughs> listening to us. <laughs> We're just not going to reference the show name anymore. We're just going to call it This Us them this them that it anyways well, you know michael it is tuesday everybody's here listening to us and the queen steam bears it's amazing i know it's it feels like ju- i just yesterday we were hanging out and talking and podcasting in person in person because now we're not because <laughs> now we're not if you don't already know i'm in la obviously michael is in orlando so we are doing this remotely for the first time ever uh, and i'm kind of excited this is kind of like what we're going to be like for a little bit of time simply because of like touring schedule so i'm excited this is kind of new for us i know it's a fun little fun little new adventure, a new experience. You know, CJ's an LA girl now. So La Girl. That's me. La girl. She's La Girl. La girl. <laughs> Michael, how has been your, like, few days? You know, I left on uh, Saturday. Uh-huh. It's now Tuesday. So how's, like, the, the few days that we haven't been together been for you? Like, what, what you been doing? It's weird. I know. I'm used to hanging out with you every day. I caught up on some TV. I got to cook in my own apartment for the first time in months. I relaxed a little bit. I played with my cats. And then I went and worked back to work. So, you know, normal, everyday, run-of-the-mill, I have a normal 9-to-5 kind of thing. How's, how's your uh, first couple days as a La Girl been? It's been interesting. The flight was great, you know, the first class lifestyle. And then rub it in, bitch. <laughs> we got here, and normally, like when we land in LA, uh, the traffic is so bad it takes like an hour and a half to two hours to get from LAX. And if you've been to LAX, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's anywhere in LA. Uh, but we were through like baggage claim and stuff in our car and at the hotel in less than 30 minutes. It was one of the most probably painless things I've done in LA ever. So it was really, really like it was nice. It was nice. When you texted me that you're at the hotel, I was like, shit already? Yeah. Like, I remember when we came here for Filming Wigs in a Blanket, which came out yesterday. We, like, it took like an hour and a half to get to the hotel. At least. Yeah, like, forever. Yeah. And then, you know, we got there and it was a pain. It was like a three hour check-in process because the room wasn't ready and it was a whole should-do. Uh, that was the last time we were here. And then when we moved from the hotel we filmed the wigs in to the hotel we did promo week in for Drag Race, it was another to-do because it was, yes, while it was around the corner, it was still a pain in the ass to check in because you have to go up to the like the 17th floor to check in, then down to the 15th floor to your room, then up to the 17th floor if you wanted to go anywhere to another elevator to go down to the first floor. It was a fucking pain in the ass. And that hotel we're at now, we literally got here, checked in, and we're in our room in like 10 minutes. It was just really nice. Like, the room is really cute. It overlooks like the, the Hollywood Hills. 
Um, so it's really nice. Like it's a it's a really pretty room. And you see Lana Del Rey climbing up the H of the Hollywood sign. It's a Lana reference. Oh, uh, but I do see um, Olivia Rodrigo like driving around the block. Stop it. Be nice to her. She's a sad girl. She's a lot of feelings. Uh, well, and most of them are misplaced. <laughs> but guess uh, what? T- no. Guess what today is? Uh, Tuesday. What? Well, yes. But more importantly, what it, what what milestone it is for us? Oh my God! It's your birthday, Michael. I'm so sorry. I forgot. No, my birthday was two weeks ago. Oh, it's our 20th episode. It's our 20th episode. I was like, um, you better be paying attention. Quit falling asleep in the back of the class. There. Here we are, 20 episodes in, Michael, and I'm not sick of you yet. You wouldn't have been sick of me at all. I mean, I am such a joy to be around and to be with, and it's it's all sunshine and roses in my life. Oh, is it? Most times. <laughs> You know, Michael, we've had an amazing 20 episodes so far. We've interviewed Susie Kennedy, who's the Marilyn Monroe impersonator of the world. And we interviewed Mickey James from WWE, from TNA, from Gaw TV, from NWA. Like, she is just one of my favorite people. Superstar. So Susie. Superstar. And, you know, now we are here on our 20th episode, and I have a surprise for you. What's a surprise? We are interviewing the one, the only... RuPaul. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you like okay. That? Yeah. Let me see. Yeah. Let me see how you got that hookup. Okay. Bye. I can't wait for people to listen and be like, "Oh my God, RuPaul's on the show. RuPaul's on the show." We can't even get your husband to interview with us. You think you're gonna get RuPaul? <laughs> I mean, it's probably easier to get Ru than my husband. <laughs> Probably because he doesn't want to do anything. Exactly, but no. He works. Michael, he works. So, he works so hard. I don't blame him. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to do any extracurricular for my uh, my husband or his annoying friend. So <laughs> I wouldn't want to do a third way podcast that has no listeners. That's okay. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but Michael, we're here on our twentieth episode. Unfortunately, we don't have any like any big announcements or any like big interviews. But we're here, and, and that's we're queer and get no. used to it. Fag. That's me. That's you, Michael. We skip last week because we were getting ready for this episode uh, mainly because we were lazy and didn't record last week. No, we were very, very busy with stuff going on in your life. We had a lot of stuff going on last week. Not <laughs> we, just, did, we, didn't, we, did. we just didn't want to do it. We, we did have a lot of shit going on. <laughs> we did. I kid, I kid. We did have a lot going on last week. So we were, we were kind of holding off for, you know, this 20th episode. But Michael, we have two episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race, All-Star 6 to discuss. So I think we should just dive right into it. I think we should, you know, untuck and talk about the girls. Was my intro not good enough? No, it was good. I just, <laughs> it was, I was just adding on. <laughs> okay. Now it's off to the races. Woohoo! More drag race to talk about. Who would have thought? Another week, another episode. Uh, another two episodes, Mike. We have two episodes to talk about this week. That is very um, true. But hey, not all is bad this week. No, not at all. So let's dive into the into the episode that we didn't talk about last week because we didn't do an episode. Uh, the Pink Table Talk. Pink Table Talk, aka a ripoff of Jada Pinkett Smith's talk show. Yeah. So I'm gonna read the synopsis that they have, which is the All Stars serve a piping hot tea as host of an up close and personal talk show. The Pink Table Talk. Guest host Aisha Tyler stops by to join the Kiki. Ooh, sounds titillating. Get it? Because <laughs> they, they, they put on tits to be drag queens. Get it? Touch. Yeah, I, I got it. Oh, some do, some don't. Some do, some do. It was a really interesting like thing for me because... You know, they've done these these hosting challenges before, whether it be like their news anchors having to read off a teleprompter or they have to like sell something or they have to do some kind of improv thing with right. it. So the idea of like this pink table talk 
concept was interesting to me. Yeah, it's the first time we've ever seen like a more like round table y, like kind of the view, like daytime talk version of a challenge. Usually we've done like interviews with celebrities and stuff and like Entertainment Weekly and that kind of thing, like in the past. Like I think of that famous challenge where uh, Chaz Bono and his grandmother are on and they had that really awkward interview with Jocelyn Fox. But so I think of like that's like the only thing we've ever gotten close to this. So it was interesting to see how the girls would act like in that round table, you know, daytime talk kind of vibe. Yeah, it, it reminds me also of like the season two challenge where they had to sell their book. Yes, and... yes, that's exactly what I thought about Kevin Frazier. Yeah, and you have like Raven sitting there just every two seconds mentioning her book and like and they talk about the absolute vodka too before they go. Yeah, uh huh. And it was like those are the iconic ones. And then we come to the pink table talk where I was like, oh, okay, we went from like iconic ones like season two, we uh, you know, the Chaz Bono one, like we went from iconic ones to this one. I didn't feel it held up to the caliber of like the past one i thought it was different it was kind of a different vibe like it was more like a less draggy version of it like it was more focused on the individuals i feel like than the drag persona i feel like it gave a chance to kind of like pull back the curtain on like who they are outside of the drag character that they portray and kind of like showcase themselves you know a little more raw and real no i get that but i feel like if that's what they were going for then why like why not specify that to the girls and be like hey we want you to be you not necessarily like your over-the-top drag persona yeah look how look at how well that did for Jan because she got fucking red for filth for not being herself. Right. Well, well, let's get into that. So the, they had to pick their own teams this week. They weren't divvied up or anything. They all had to pick their own team. So we had the first team, which was Akira, Eureka, and Trinity. The second team, which was Kylie, Raja, and Scarlet. And then we had that third team, which of course were the last three, which was Ginger, Jan, and Pandora. Yes. Team one, which was again Akira, Eureka, and Trinity, had to talk about sex. So to me, my favorite conversation of the episode was that like this roundtable because. Trinity opening up about her diagnosis, HIV diagnosis and like being raw and real with the viewers and like kind of bringing a light to her and being undetectable kind of super inspiring and super like uplifting for people that are in that same situation. No, I understand that. And like I adored a curious conversation, you know, coming up that she used to, that she was actively transitioning and then right. didn't feel comfortable continuing her transition. So she stopped her transition and went back to her original gender being a boy. I think that to me it shows that like if you're not ready to transition yet because it is a it's a huge mental mind fuck to transition. Right. It's, you right. Know, you it's have a to, huge it's a huge thing. You have to like relearn everything. Not necessarily relearn. I think that's a bad turn of phrase. You have to kind of get more comfortable in being this presenting person. If that makes more sense, I think that's probably an easy. Yeah, way you, to have to, it. Like, you have to. You have to like what you're like used to being is you. You're, like you're, you're, how you're used to presenting yourself has to change when you transition. Yeah. So she didn't feel comfortable with that, and she made the the conscious decision to stop her transition because, you, like, in the way I look at it, is if she continued her transition and she wasn't comfortable with who she is, it could have led to, you know, heaven forbid, a suicide attempt. It could have led to body dysmorphia. It could have led to a, a lot of more mental roadblocks and, and right. obstacles in her in her life. So I'm glad that she made the conscious decision to to stop her transition. And then Eureka kind of like flew under the radar. She didn't really have a lot to add. Like she didn't really like open up about anything in herself she just kind of played that like you know that Whoopi Goldberg like you know moderator of the panel like how Whoopi is on the view she kind of just didn't open up a lot and just kind of like popped her head in to set up the segments and then kind of backtracked and let the, let the other two girls talk yeah which I mean is great if that is what you're going for like if you are going for the like the narrator role like this is what you're doing then that's fine but then it kind of makes you fall into the background and people go well, did she say enough? Did she do enough? 
What is her point of view? Like, what is she doing? As somebody who knows Eureka personally, she's always larger than life and loud. Yeah, she always, she does seem like just a larger than life, you know, very like, I don't want to say full of herself, but full of like energy and just full of verve, I guess. Yeah, uh, it, it's just, it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot. So it was kind of weird to see her kind of like pulled back a little bit during. Like fade uh, and like fade in the background like that. Yeah, yeah. And then we went to the second team, which was Kylie Sinek, Love, Raja, and Scarlett, and they had to talk about motherhood. Let's talk about that for a minute. I'm sorry, but like they should have let Miss Gingy talk about the motherhood. I agree, but they did like Ginger and Scarlett did rock paper scissors, and of course Ginger lost again. So they gave Scarlett the motherhood topic. So that's the, that's the game within a game. It's Ginger Minj plays rock paper scissor. <laughs> You know, I feel like even if she, like, I, I don't, I, I love my husband, so I just, she needs to stop playing rock, paper, scissors. But it does show me that if I need something, I'll just play rock, paper, scissors and I'll get my way. That's very fair. I, I'm good. Next time I see you two in the same room, I'm going to make you play each other in rock, paper, scissors just for fun. I just have to remember that she always picked rock, so. Their their conversation was kind of lackluster throughout the whole group, I think. Scarlet was very awkward. And, like, very, like, not the way you would want someone to be in a talk show setting. Um, I just feel like, she, just I just feel like she was, she was like, off-putting almost. Yeah, and it was very weird that, like, she wanted the topic so badly, but um, didn't really, like, hit talking about motherhood. She kept talking about, like, her two gay moms, which is great. Like, that's amazing. Her moms are amazing. I've met her moms. Uh, they came to an event we did at Roscoe's uh, a couple, like two years ago before the pandemic struck. Actually, it was the last thing we did before the pandemic struck. And they are lovely, lovely women. They're very kind. They are so happy for the the path that Scarlett took um, in her drag. And it just was weird because, like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, what does it have to do with motherhood? Like, I, I pictured the, the subject talking about, like, like growing up and wanting to become a parent or growing up and wanting to raise children or, oh, I have kids. Let me talk about what it's like being a drag queen mom. That's what I pictured the the, com- the conversation going. So it was kind of weird to actually listen to the way they did Right, and she, and she, yeah, it was very much like you would expect her to talk about, you know, like her wanting to be, like, have kids someday or, like, her wanting to start a family when it really just became like, hey, Hey, let's talk about motherhood because I have two moms. Like that doesn't qualify you to talk about motherhood just because you have two moms, you know? Yeah, it was just like I said, it was kind of weird that that was like the path they went with the topic. So I don't know. Meh was my response to the, their whole their whole conversation, right? Uh, and then we went into the last team, which was Ginger Jane and Pandora again, uh, and they talked about body and like all of the things that come with their comfort with who they are and their bodies and stuff like that. I'm surprised that curious team didn't choose body because that's her like thing that is her thing but like at the same time i understand why they didn't take body you know the whole thing with eureka being a sex magnet uh as she quoted herself saying on the episode i understand why they talked about sex like all of that i get it but at the same time i agree it's kind of weird that akira didn't push more for that body right that's why i was like that's a little odd but we go into it you know ginger talks about people sliding into her dms all the time telling her she's fat and ugly and, and all that other stuff uh, Pandora going, I used to be a twink. Now I'm not. Uh, and then Jan being 110% talking about, I may have gotten fat during the pandemic, but my ass sure looks good. I, I just want to take a moment to recognize Pandora's struggle for a moment. You know, no longer oh, being okay. a twink. I feel, I, I feel for you, Pandora. That must be so hard. Yeah, but Michael, you went from a twink to a, I don't even know, like, 
usually go from twink to twunk. You went from like twink to like girl. Who me? Yes, you. I went from twink to sexy little cub. Okay, I mean if that's the way you want to look at it. That is the way I want to look at it, CJ. <laughs> oh sure. Anyway, um, so then uh, the episode happens. Team, the first team wins. So. Akira, Eureka, and Trinity get the win. However, Ginger won the overall episode. Bow, 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 bow. Come on, best friend. Kick ass. Right? And probably one of my favorite looks that Ginger has all season. Like, Oh, hands down. That's my favorite look of the whole season. Hands down. Hands fucking down. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. Like, it just fit Ginger so well. The patterns were gorgeous. It was just... Now available as a tracksuit. Ding! Uh, And then we go into the lip sync, which is... I don't give a shit what anybody else fucking says. That is the most iconic, perfect lip sync I personally have ever seen on RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, hands fucking down. It's going to go down in history as one of the most iconic lip syncs I've ever. Oh, yeah, 100%. And once again, Ginger wins because she has never lost a a lip sync on Drag Race, ever, uh, and wins $30,000. So now... Now, uh, CJ's gonna go spend it all. Yup, you damn straight I am. But we already sent, you know, Ginger did say she was gonna give $2,500 to her sisters on her team, uh, and we have paid both of them already. Do you wanna tell them about how you asked Ginger to stop doing that song? Oh, so, okay, here's some inside tea. Um, before Ginger left, she always constantly did phone as a lip sync member. It was part of her Adele mix, because, of course, you know, the whole thing is her on her phone, so it just made sense. It was funny. Uh, we never thought anything of it. Well, Ginger kept doing that fucking song over and over and over and over again. To the point where I was like, okay, we've heard it enough. Please stop doing that song. Um, nobody wants to hear it anymore. You know, it's kind of lost its luster. Lizzo has other songs that came out that are number one. Mommy, if we're going to do a Lizzo song, we should probably do one of the ones that, you know, people really know. And Ginger stopped performing that song. Now, she literally got home and was like, okay, well, you're going to hate this, but I want to lip sync doing phone. They said, are you kidding me? She's like, nope, I heard that song came out, and the first thing that popped in my head was, fuck, my husband's going to hate this. Now I'm like, okay, do it as much as you want. And so far, she has done it three times since then, and um, people love to tip. So We were at that event the other night um, down in Fort Myers, and people were fucking living for that lip sync live. Oh, yeah, it. It's ridiculous. She's going to be doing that and Richard Simmons until the day she dies. Oh, probably. You know what, though? It's fine. But Ginger wins the lip sync against Mayhem Miller, wins 30K, uh, and sends Scarlet Envy home. Bye, bitch. And then we go to the second episode, which was this past Thursday, uh, which is the Rue American Horror Stories Coven Girl. So on this episode, our Rue American Horror Story Coven Girls, who is the baddest witch of all? Find out as the All-Stars showcase their acting chops in the spooky spoof. Superstar Angela Bassett offers bewitching advice, and guest judge Emma Roberts stops by to cast a spell of her own. So yeah, this was quite the episode. Um, can we talk about Angela Bassett for just a minute? Like, how fucking stunning she looked? Yeah, uh, she looked fucking incredible. She woke up and said, I'm going to record something for Drag Race. Let me get my hair and makeup first. She woke up and chose violence by getting her hair and makeup done. <laughs> I, I do have to say, though, it was very weird, like, looking at her video, because it looked like she was in an apartment. Yeah. Not in a house. I would imagine that she was in some, like, big, beautiful mansion as Angela Bassett. Yeah. Or, I mean, granted, she probably is filming something. I wouldn't be surprised if she was filming uh, American Horror Stories. Yeah, there's been rumors that she was going to come back for that. So I wouldn't be surprised if she was filming that and she was kind of, like, in her own little thing getting ready for that. But at the same time, I was like, girl, girl why does it look like Joe is going to walk out in the building behind you with a cigarette right. and his wife. Right. So, right. Yeah, I, that was weird. So then the girls are tasked with 
picking their roles, which is always one of my favorite parts of the episodes because, you know, girls are going to be fighting over roles. So we're presented with both Kylie and Ginger want the same role. So what do they do? Rock, paper, yeah. scissor it. Oh, that's Math. A, that they do my, math. That was my second guess. They rock, paper, scissor it. And unfortunately, Ginger loses again at her second rock, paper, scissor of the season. I, I, uh... you teach your husband to play rock, paper, scissors. Yeah, I do. So they both were fighting for the role of of Jessica, which essentially like Jessica Lang's like very breathy, very like regalious, like supreme witch kind of role. They both want Jessica's role. Unfortunately, Kylie wins the the fucking rock, paper, scissor battle. So she takes Jessica and Ginger takes the Emma Roberts role. So let me get so we kind of fast forward to the main challenge here. They're they're kind of working on the acting skills. You know, Ginger's knocking out of the park as Emma Roberts' character. Eureka is standing out to me as well. She's fucking slaying it as Kathy Bates as the bearded woman. And then we get to fucking Kylie. Girl I, cannot act. I like so I think she's is, stunning and beautiful and I like her, but she cannot, she's not an actress. This to me is kind of one of the worst written acting challenges I've ever seen on Drag Race. Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, they were kind of trying to put everything that you know Ryan Murphy's ever done with Glee, American Horror Stories, Pose. Like everything that he has done, feud, and they kind of—it was just like a, a a kind of mixed bag of bullshit, right? And it just didn't make any sense. And then it really kind of just got me at the end when Rue showed up doing disco with a guy in a leather outfit. But you know, the editing didn't make sense because you know, spoiler alert: Kylie wins the challenge. But, but the way they made it look, she was struggling. She was the only one that was struggling, and it. It really made you go, well, why, if she was so great, did she struggle in the challenge, but somehow won the challenge? Right. That's my thing is that they they edited it so heavily that I don't know if she ended up getting better or if they just wanted her to have a win. So they gave her a win. But my thing is, if they if they if she got better, why did they edit it to make it look like she was the worst thing possible? Like if you if she was great toward the end, why not just take the footage from the end where she was incredible, right? And clip that and make it look like she was stand out the whole time. Or even if you didn't want to do the whole stand out thing, make her look like she's struggling and then show it where she fucking nails it at the end. Right, but they didn't so do it that. Looks like where it looks like struggle, struggle, fucking amazing. Right, and they didn't do they didn't do anything like that. No, so it was just kind of one of those things where I'm like. All right. Well, this doesn't make sense. Granted, I, I'm trying to be as like objective as possible by saying Ginger is the greatest actress to come off that show. Um, no, but you're not incorrect. But even if they didn't give it to Ginger, like Eureka was great. Pandora was great. Jan, Jan was, was fantastic. Great. Jan is Leah Michelle is the only person I ever want to be Leah Michelle ever again. Yeah. So it just didn't make sense to give it to somebody who they actively showed struggling when there was other people who did significantly better. Right. It was just a weird one. And then Kylie, of course, you know, our bottom two is Akira and Raja. Akira played the Gabby Sidibe role and Raja played one of the the, twi- the Siamese twins. They're both our bottom two for the week. You know, Akira has been in the bottom a few times now and Raja, this is her first time there. So Kylie wins the main challenge and it's up to her to pick a lipstick and to slip sync for her legacy. So it's Kylie versus Manila. Against Manila, your good friend Manila. My good Judy. So Kylie lip syncs against Manila by to Dirty by Christina Aguilera and pulls out a win of the of the lip sync and she reveals her choice for the bottom all-star of the week. And unfortunately, we say goodbye to Akira C. Davenport. Bye, bitch. Bye, girl. We're gonna miss you. She's a sweetheart. We're gonna miss you. 
But yeah, and then of course we get our game within a game moment, which really is just rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> Could you imagine? I can't even. I, yeah, it, so it, it, Drag Race, I'm just excited to see what it is because I feel like the closer we get to the end of the season, we're going to f- finally find out what that is. I'm hoping. To me, it's like, I just, I really like, I really want to know what it is because I feel like there's so much anticipation behind it that, okay, knowing Drag Race, there's so much anticipation behind it. It's going to be, a letdown on what the game is yeah that, i feel the same way i feel the same way that it's just gonna be one giant game of fucking hide and go seek the girls are gonna be hidden all over la and who has to go and find them and the last one she finds is it um but i i just i think there's so much anticipation that it's just gonna be a letdown unfortunately and i hope i'm wrong they're gonna play a giant game of battle sticks and it's lipsticks and they have to sink the other person's lipstick i can't you're stupid but i'm <laughs> stupid and they're stupid in the best way the game within the game is girls welcome to DragCon. Jesus, you've you <laughs> one hour to set up a booth at DragCon. Go one hour to set up a booth and handle seven thousand screaming crazy fans that are going to come and swarm your booth, buy your merch, and you can't do anything except stand under these overhead lights on this whole concrete floor and take photos for right. the rest of your life. Oh God, I would cry. Sad day. I feel like we've been talking about Drag Race for ten years. But just think, Michael, we're going to talk about it more because in uh, two weeks, Holland debuts. Holland part two. I'm excited uh, to see what kind of dress they win this year and what kind of pair of wooden shoes they get from Mamaru. We like we had just talked about how, like on the last episode of Pink Table Talk, Ginger won 30K, right? In a lip sync. Right. So she won 30K in a lip sync. She won $5,000 for winning the challenge, right? She won right. more money in one episode than um, Tyra Sanchez and BB one doing an entire season during the entire season, right? More than the winner of Down Under one. That's such a shame. More than the winner of Holland one, right? More than the winner of both seasons of UK one. It's just crazy to me how they they the prizes are so different and so varying across the world, right? And it's just so weird that in one lip sync, Ginger won more than twelve people on the Drag Race, right? Sisterhood. It's just crazy. It's just, it's absolutely crazy. <sighs> well, I feel like we've had a mouthful. How about we take a little break? <laughs> yeah. I'm always down for a mouthful. Yeah, of course you are. We'll be right back, everybody. I don't want to send one of my sisters home. But there is $30,000 on the line tonight. So I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to tap dance on your back, bitch. Good luck. And don't. You're listening. We're in Scene Bears, the podcast. Michael, you know we we kept saying this is our twentieth episode, and I we had like a lot we want to talk about in this episode. But if we keep talking about these things. This episode is going to be a six-hour episode. No, absolutely. And I think we should save some things for, you know, our 21st episode, our 22nd episode. And yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we have a lot of fun things planned up and coming for the episodes in the future. We have some fun, exciting guests coming up in the future. And I feel like we shouldn't tease and we should let them anticipate what we have coming. Yeah. And we have like, you know, the last couple of weeks I've been saying that you know I've been signing a lot of contracts for a lot of tours that are coming up with Ginger, uh, a lot of other things. Well, there's one that I'm so excited about that we're going to announce in uh, two months that you're actually going to be a part of. I am. Um, so I'll leave that at that. 
uh, me and Michael will be coming to your city soon enough. So while you come and see Ginger, you can come and see me and Michael as well. You can come hang out with us. You can, you know, take some photos with your Quernstein bears. Uh, Buy us drinks. Buy buy Michael drinks. Um, You you too, Shash. No, because I'll be working. I don't drink when I work. So will I. But you drink when you work, Michael. Not always. Mm, Track records says otherwise. Anyway. If you haven't got for that, that announcement's going to be coming very soon. So I'm super, super excited about that. Uh, but Michael, if you would like to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, just type in at the CJ. That's at T-H-E-C-E-E underscore J-A-Y. You can follow me on all social media there. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at the Mike Burlow on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Now, Michael, will you really bear with me for a moment? I will bear with you as long as you want me to, CJ. If you get on an airplane going anywhere in the world, it doesn't matter if you're going a two-hour flight, a five-hour flight, a 10-hour flight, your five-year-old son does not need a first-class ticket. He's not going to be able to enjoy the unlimited booze that's in first class. He's not going to be able to understand the little nuances that having that little extra bit of room or that extra big screen TV or the ability to sit first and not have to deal with stupid people really means to somebody. So if you buy your five-year-old son, daughter, kid, thing, a first-class plane ticket because you want to feel bougie for a moment, go fuck yourself. Us people who fly on a constant would like to enjoy the ability of having a first-class seat, not your snot-nosed breath. And even if I'm sitting in first class and you buy your five-year-old a ticket in first class, you better pray to God that you're in that first fucking row and not sitting behind me because if your kid kicks my seat, I'm going to get up and punch him halfway across the fucking plane. Uh, I also don't want to hear your son, daughter, child crying the entire fucking flight. Give him some Benadryl. Give him some NyQuil. Knock his ass out for the entire flight because I don't want to hear it. Boom. Boom. Bear with me for a moment, CJ. I'm bearing. (laughs) Always. If you're going to invite family members to a wedding or to an event and you're going to allow them to come during a pandemic without a vaccine and not make them wear a mask, you are literally the worst fucking person on the face of the earth. Stop it. The pandemic is not over just because you're over it. We're still doing the work and putting in the effort to squash this pandemic once and for all. Be fucking responsible. Damn, Michael. You sound like you're talking from experience. Just just throwing it out there. Just putting it out there. Putting it out in the universe. Right, in case it ever were to happen, you know. Yeah, you know, you never know. I mean, who knows? Well, now it's that sad time that we don't like CJ. I know, where we tell everyone to go follow us at Cranstein Bears across all social media for all your updates or go to CranstienBearsPodcast.com to listen to this episode and others. Right, absolutely. And then we say, you know, it's, it's time for me to sing them out, usually. Yeah, but I just wanted to make sure that they go to CranstienBearsPodcast.com to get all their Cranstein Bears merchandise and listen to all the other 19 episodes that we have done over the course of the last couple of months. Uh, you can also send us a message on there. Tell us how you're feeling. Let us know what you think. Do you mean that if they go to QueerAndSteamBearsPodcast.com, they can listen to all past 19 episodes as well as get merchandise and send us a message? Yeah, they can also go into Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. Give us a rating because that yes, really please. helps us. Yeah. Uh, Rate and review. Now, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. And now, Michael, you may sing them out. Now it's time to say goodbye to all our company. Michael's here. CJ's in LA. See you next Tuesday. Bye.
Berenstein Bears, the podcast. <laughs>